Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Last week, we started a new series called Source, and it's a powerful series where we're talking about um, uh, asking ourselves the question, is God our source? There are a lot of things going on in the world today, a lot of unrest, all the political rhetoric, all the financial issues that are happening in the world, enough to pressure all of us, all right? But in the middle of it all, we are challenging ourselves in this series and asking ourselves this question, is God going to be our source or is man going to be our source? Is the government going to be our source? I want you to know that God is the best source that there ever was. I want to read the scripture to you that we started out. This is the series scripture. It's found in 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6. And notice what it says. It says, yet for us, there is only one God. The Father, who is the source of all things. Man, we just, to underline that, highlight that, do whatever we have to in this series, He is the source of all things. All right, and if you're in the chat, someone just need to put in there, all things, come on. You might want to even add, all things are possible because He is the source. All right, yet for us, there's only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things and for whom we have life. And one Lord Jesus Christ, through and by whom are all things, and through and by whom we ourselves exist. We're going to find out that He is our source in all things in this series. Last week, we talked about taking your resources and putting them in His hands. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. You can listen to it on our website or our podcast. Put your little in his hands and watch what God will do. This week, I want to talk about when we are faced with a challenge, when we're faced with calamity, crisis, uncertainty, rhetoric, we're faced with a decision that we've got to make immediately. What is our first response? In fact, that's what I'm calling this message, first response. All right, so let's pray and let's get into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for the opportunity always to share the word of God. I ask you today to enable me to be your vocal piece. I ask you today to enable the listeners to hear your words and not mine. Lord, we remove ourselves out of the equation and we ask you to take over this stream. Holy Spirit, help us, equip us, help us to be all that we are called to be. Help the one that's discouraged, Lord God, to receive hope. Help the one, Lord, who, who doesn't know where to turn next to find their answer in this stream. Holy Spirit, we just commit this to you. Jesus, be the Lord of this stream, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. First response. What's yours? All right, so let's go back and read. John chapter 6, and, and that story we talked about where, where Jesus is getting ready to feed the masses, and he puts a request out to his disciples. All right, notice what it says here, verse 5, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming to him, he said to him, Philip, 
Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And he asked this only to test them, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Then we talked about this a lot last week, okay? He already had in mind the breakthrough. He already had in mind the miracle. And I believe God already has that in mind for you too. But we're going to challenge ourselves. What is our first response? All right. Verse 7, Philip answered him and said, It would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. He was looking at his resources. This was his first response. He looked at himself. He looked at his situation. He looked at his talent. He looked at his ability. This was his first response. All right. Then another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, here's a... A boy with five small loaves and two small fish. But how far would they go with so many? He was looking at his first response. Okay? So then they took them and they gave them to Jesus. You know the rest of the story. And what got me thinking about this is this. Jesus, we've already read, he's the source of all things, as Scripture says, right? Who is the source of all things? Jesus. The source of all things gives these guys this request. And their first response was to look at themselves, look at their resources, look at their ability in the face of the source. Think about this. And so as I, as I was thinking about this story, I thought about where these guys had been in their ministry or in their walk with Jesus. Listen to this. Listen to this. All right. The, Jesus, I had to make a list. Jesus, he had already turned water into wine. They knew that. They saw him do this miracle. All right. This is why I'm questioning why was this their first response to look at themselves? Jesus turned the water into wine. Jesus healed a lame man at the pool of Bethesda. He was sick there for 40 years. In fact, this man was so well known, the whole city knew about this guy, that the whole city was in an uproar that Jesus, this miracle worker, showed up, heals this guy, right? And this commotion hits the city. That's one of the reasons why the masses followed Jesus, because of these kind of things. These two boys witnessed this. Philip and Andrew witnessed this, right? Je Jesus raised uh, a widow's son from the dead. They witnessed this. They were a part of it. Come on, somebody. They saw a dead man come back to life. I mean, when was the last time you saw that? And yet they were privy to this. They were in the middle of it, right? They walked with him. And if that wasn't enough, this last one I have, this is amazing. They witnessed Jesus calm the storm. They're in the middle of the lake and the, and, the way, and the waves are raging and hitting their ship. All of them feared for their life while Jesus was sleeping. And he wakes up, stands up in the middle of the boat, speaks to the storm, and it listens to him. I mean, imagine you experiencing all of this. All right, so when Jesus said to Philip and Andrew, what are we going to do to feed these people? This was their experience, all right? But even in the face of the source, come on, they still looked at themselves. They still looked at 
their ability. And I think that's exactly what we do. And I want to challenge you guys in this series, because here's the deal. If they were able to do that, if their first response was to look at themselves after they had been walking with Jesus, man, I got to believe that this has got to be a challenge for a lot of us too. That when we hit the challenge that our kids got to stay home from school because of the virus or when the virus count is going up or, or when there's all this election commotion and, and all of the rhetoric and this guy and that guy and you hear all this, it can be very easy to be for our first response to be like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen to me? Are you guys getting this? My challenge to you is what is our first response? So I started to think about this. Our first response, and, and of all things, the Lord spoke to me while I was pulling out of Chick-fil-A. You know, we love Chick-fil-A around here, and I know it's Sunday morning, you're watching this, and I hope you're getting hungry by what I'm gonna say, all right? Every time we talk about food, that's kind of what happens. But I pulled into Chick-fil-A and to pay, I had to unbuckle my seatbelt and pull my wallet out, all right? Because I'd order that spicy chicken sandwich, come on somebody, and I, and I couldn't wait to, to take a taste of that chocolate shake that I'd order to go along with it. I don't order chocolate shakes all the time, you know, but this day was a chocolate shake day. Come on, somebody. So I paid, and so I'm pulling out, and my phone's starting to ring. I got my chocolate shake in my hand, and the food is there, right? And I'm hearing that annoying ding, 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 that seatbelt ding, right? So I'm driving, and I got all this commotion with the phone starting to ring now. And without even realizing it, I put my hand on the wheel, and I grabbed my seatbelt, and I put it on automatically. Didn't skip a heartbeat, kept driving, sipping my chocolate shake, couldn't wait to take a bite of that spicy chicken sandwich. All right, and while I'm driving along, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me on the inside, what if that would be the case that whenever you're faced with a challenge, you're faced with a bunch of commotion that's all around you, that you would automatically click, say, God is gonna be my source. Automatically click, I'm gonna trust God, not this circumstance. Automatically click and say, I'm gonna go with God as my source, not man click i'm gonna go with god as my source not my employer come on are you guys getting this the disciples didn't do that that day they their first response wasn't click now look i'm looking at this and i'm saying it should have been it i mean their, their first response should have just been click we're gonna feed these people give it to the source click give it to the one who walks on water click give it to the one who raises the dead come on are you getting this but they didn't. Their first response was, look at me. What can I do? How can I fix this? All right, and so this tells me something. When I started to study this and ask myself this question, would my life be easier if I find myself in situations where there's trouble, there's trial, there's pressure, that I would go click, God is gonna be my source, as opposed to trying to figure it out on my own. Then I realized, wow, if these guys struggled, how much more so are we gonna struggle, right? And so then I asked myself, well, why do we do this? Why do we always uh, try to fix things ourselves instead of going to the source first? Why, why, do we, why do we automatically go into ourselves as opposed to automatically click, 
God is the source, all right? And so this is what I came up with, and I think this might be help, helpful to all of us. I, I start, as I started to think about this, I realized that you and I are wired to fix things. God created us that way. We are, we are wired to fix things, okay? We're wired to solve solutions. That's the reason why God created us as complex as he's created us, all right? To be his vessels in the earth, to be his instruments, but we are wired to fix things. So when challenges come to us, we are wired to fix things, right? Then you couple that with pressure, add pressure, things have to be done in a spur of a moment, things have to be done, it's coming at you fast, just like I was driving out of that drive through fast, and just like some of you have experienced stuff that's happening at work fast, stuff that's happening at your home fast, stuff that's happening in your family fast, right? Your first response is that pressure is to receive that pressure. And that's what I think the disciples did that day. They received the pressure of 5,000 people plus an additional maybe maybe 10 or 15,000 women and children. There was a lot of people there. There was 12 of them and there were thousands of them. And Jesus gives them this request. Can you imagine the pressure that they had received? And what did they do? Their first response was to look inward. Their first response was to say, how are we going to fix this? And I think we do the exact same thing. Our first response is, how are we gonna fix this? What would our life be like if our first response was, click, I'm gonna trust God. Click, God is my source. Come on, is somebody getting this? So I'm sitting at our kitchen table and having this, this, this spirited conversation with my wife about current events. And I'm, as I'm sitting there, and talking about the current events of the day, let me just say this, but you haven't been um, discussing current events lately, all right? So I'm having this spirited conversation about October surprises. Come on, somebody. I'm having a spirited conversation with her about the rise in cases, all right? CDC requirements that are changing for household gatherings. We're, we're going back and forth with this. I, I, I am, I'm discussing details with her about a lawsuit that you, a lot of you guys are all familiar with and federal cases that a lot of you guys are familiar with. I know details about these federal cases that really, I, I, there, there's, no, there's no good reason for me to have that level of detail about these cases and it's all named, I want to stay informed. All right. There was nothing about being informed. I was being formed by all of this stuff. Come on, are you with me? So I realized while I was sitting at this table, I was going through all these details with Jeannie. And while I'm telling her all of these details about all these current events and all these things that I've been allowing, I could feel myself sinking on the inside. And I could feel this pressure rising up in, on the inside of me saying, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about this? And guess what? There is absolutely nothing I can do about it. I wasn't invited to the White House to solve the issues. I haven't been invited to the FBI to do any part of the investigation. I'm not at the CDC offices discussing the rise in COVID cases or how they're going to you know, limit Thanksgiving gatherings. I haven't been there and neither of you. But yet it was getting to me and I was sinking. 
And what was getting to me even more was the look that my wife had on her face when she was just looking at me and I could see she wasn't saying this, but she was saying this with her eyes. Dean, you know too many of these details. Will you spend more time thinking about things that are gonna push our family forward than all of this crap? Come on, somebody. She didn't say that, but I could see her saying it. You know what I'm talking about. So, and I sat there and I thought to myself, while we're going through all this response, I'm saying, wow, what have I done to myself? What am I allowing myself to do here? All right. And I, and I realize as much as I want God to be my source automatically, I was allowing all this pressure, all this rhetoric, all of the voices of media, news, people it was getting to me and if it's getting to me I think it may be getting to you too and it's competing that pressure competes with God being our source because the way we're wired we are wired to fix things we are wired to be our own source but I've got great news for you that when you become a Christian when you are born again and Jesus comes to live in the inside of you the source of all sources now lives in us and we can learn to turn off the pressure turn off the rhetoric and go to the source of sources now but I was allowing all of this other stuff to bring me down so sitting at the table that day I realized this I said you know what I haven't been guarding my heart I haven't been guarding my belief system all right look what Proverbs 4 says this it says this it says uh, in verse 23 guard your heart with all diligence for from it flows the springs of life so here here I am God's man of faith and power, okay, supposed to be God's leader, right? Allowing all of this stuff, all this pressure to rob me of my joy, rob me of my peace, rob me of my sleep, rob me of my meditations. And I realized I have not been guarding my heart. I was allowing the meditations of all of this stuff to get to me. So then Mammy asked this question, and it's a question that I'm going to ask you too. What are we meditating on? What are we giving ourselves to? What are, we, what are we allowing ourselves to be filled with? I'm not saying that to be informed, but my wanting to be informed was actually reforming me in a negative way. It was reforming me in a way where, where I wasn't automatically saying, God, you're going to be my source. God, click, I'm going to trust you. I wasn't doing that. I was thinking about how I was going to fix this myself. And I got to believe that some of us and some of you have probably gone through the exact same thing. How, how am I going to pay for all the bills? And how, how am I going to... How, how am I going to have enough time to, to be a husband and, and, to, and to do some fun things? And now I got to be home with the kids and now I got to homeschool and, and now um, the, the extra job requirements and all these extra safety requirements. And some of you are business owners and there's been an extra requirement on you for safety precautions. I get it. It's stressful. I get it. But I got to tell you something. How in the middle of all this can we say, click, I'm going to trust God to be my source. Click, I'm going to the source of sources. 
Here's what I'm gonna invite you to do. And it's what I did while I was sitting at that table having to make an adjustment. How I many of sometimes we just need to make a good old fashioned adjustment, all right? I went back and I read the beginning of Proverbs 4. And notice what it says. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Incline your ear to my sayings. And I had to ask myself, what am I letting into my hearing? Am I letting into my hearing more of what's going on with current events, more of what's going on in the world, or am I allowing what God is saying to me in my hearing? See, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be informed, but I have to tell you, if you have more of that voice coming in than more of the voice of God coming into your hearing, then you'll start looking at yourself. You'll start seeing yourself that you're not enough. You'll start seeing yourself that you don't have enough resources. You do exactly what Philip and Andrew did. You look at what you have instead of at the source of sources. I'm challenging us in this message to say, click. I want it to be automatic that when that challenge comes of how I'm going to make that payment when I've gotten laid off, I'm going to, God is going to be my source or click when there's been a spike of cases and, and now I have to give my name to the restaurant owner. If I want to go out to eat, click, I'm going to make God my source. I'm not going to allow that fear to get to me. Okay. Notice it goes on to say, it says here, don't let them depart from your eyes. Don't let what depart from your eyes? God's word. So this is telling me something. This tells me that we have an eye gate and it tells me we've got an ear gate. And if we allow our eye gate and our ear gate to be filled with rhetoric, to be filled with all of all of the negativity that I was allowing, that it can rob us from understanding that Jesus, the source of all sources now lives on the inside of us. And he's the one that can help us get through whatever that we need to get through. So here's my challenge. As, I, as I'm getting ready to wrap this up, here's my challenge to you. If you are feeling angry, short-tempered, a shortness with your family, you wake up hopeless, you're, or, or, or maybe you, you're, you're looking at your resources and, and, and you constantly are saying, this is not enough. You're dealing with a lingering health issue and it's bringing you down. Then maybe we have allowed the pressure to get to us like, the, like Philip and Andrew did and like I was doing. Maybe we've allowed it to get there. Maybe, maybe we're cutting ourselves off from the understanding that he really is our source. All right, I wanna challenge you with that. If that's you and, and you're feeling that pressure, then maybe it's time to start putting those voices aside, putting the media input aside, putting all the social stuff aside and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to sit right here with your word. I'm going to sit right here in your presence. I'm going to sit right here and do a little more praise and worship on my own. And I'm going to allow you to become my source. I want to face challenges. Click automatically. You are my source. Come on, is somebody with me? I just believe there's somebody out there. I believe that you want this. And I believe that's the reason why God's put this on my heart to put this message out here. And look, here's the deal. We, again, we have been designed to be fixers. We have been, we have been designed to solve solutions. And instead of doing them on your own, I'm saying click into the source. Click into the source automatically. Come on. All of you guys have a password. All of you guys have bank accounts. 
all of you guys have children, all of you guys, a lot of you guys have homes, or even it's in your apartment that you, that you live in, you protect your home. You protect your children. You protect your bank account. We're designed to do this, all right? But what have I told you? What have I told you this? That this scripture tells us something that's so beautiful. It doesn't say to guard your bank account. It doesn't say to guard your children. It doesn't say to guard uh, 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 the, your home or to guard your, your passwords. It doesn't say to guard any of that stuff. There's nothing wrong with guarding your home, nothing wrong with guarding your passwords. Don't send me an email and just say, oh, I'm being presumptuous. Don't I'm not saying not to guard those things. But this scripture clearly tells us, guard one thing, and that is your heart. And what if the promise of the word of God was so clear, and it was telling us that if all we would do is just guard our hearts, guard the fact that he is the source of all life, guard and just click that God is my source, click I'm going to trust God. If we would just guard that, what if we could just be simple enough to believe that God would guard the rest? I believe that. I believe that we'll just guard our heart. If we'll just guard our trust level, if we'll just guard our source level and see that Jesus really is our source for everything, I believe he will guard the rest. It's completely consistent with scripture because even Jesus himself said if we would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, come on, somebody help me out here, all of these other things would be added unto us. Maybe you've never heard that. Maybe you've never heard that if you would just seek first God, if you put God first, trust Him first, your first response being God first, your first response being prayer first. Come on. I talked about last time you get a headache and our first response, I'm going to get the Tylenol. I'm going to go get the Young's oil. I'm going to go get a massage. What about putting God first and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you that your word says that you sent your word and you healed me. And I'm going to put you first now. You have a marriage issue. Instead of thinking, what does this counselor say? And what does that person say? What does Oprah say? What does Dr. Phil say? What about what does the word of God say? What if we click into God as our source, as our first response? This is going to take faith. This is going to take an effort knowing how deeply loved you are. We found out last week that you are God's beloved. We know that God wants this for us. All right, so that part of the equation is already fixed. But the next part of the equation is to take a step of faith to be able to say, I gotta shut down the rhetoric. I gotta shut down the news, the social media. I gotta shut it all down for a little bit and reconnect to my source. I think all of us at times struggle just like they struggled. And friends, listen, those guys could struggle and they saw with their own eyes, what Jesus did, how much more so you and I, okay? That's the reason why we have to do it by faith. And we have to encourage each other by faith that God is our source. When you hear about unrest, say in the face of the unrest, God is my source. If you get a bad report in your body and, and sickness symptoms are coming up, how about your first response? God, you are my source. When you feel like you're at the end emotionally with what you have to do as a mom at home and the children and your husband and especially in the middle of this pandemic, how about saying this? God, 
you are my source. You're feeling like you have more going out than you have coming in, and it's a real issue for you how you're gonna pay your bills. How about saying this in the face of that? God, you are my source. I just believe that God is gonna manifest himself in a great big way for you, just like he did for the disciples that day. In fact, right now, I just feel the Holy Spirit right now. If you have a health challenge, look to him as your source right now. I feel like the healing power of God is going forth right now. And you have a, there's a back issue, a lower back issue. It's been going on your right side. It's been bothering you since COVID began and you don't have the money to have it looked at or to have it fixed. Make God your source right now and Jesus is gonna heal it right now. Come on, just receive it. It's so beautiful. Somebody, you have a heart condition, a heart situation. Your heart is beating too fast and you can't get it to slow down. The Lord's gonna heal you right now in Jesus' name. Come on, just receive, he's the source. He is the source. Don't be moved. God's gonna start doing things like this more and more in the earth. Jesus is visiting the earth right now. Come on, just receive whatever it is you need right now. Receive your breakthrough right now. Just receive and God's gonna do something special in your life today. Maybe you're watching today and you're saying, you know, I, this is amazing. I didn't know that God could be my source. I didn't know that God loves me this way. I didn't know that God cared about me this way. Yeah, it's true. But it begins, the source of all things begins when we say, Jesus, I want you to become my Lord and Savior. And right now, if you're watching and you're saying, you know what, maybe so you're away, you're, you're watching and, and you somehow have, have, have lost this connection. Listen, let me just say this. God never let you go. You've not been lost in God's eyes. But somehow, because of disappointment and circumstances, you, you thought that God let go of you. And I'm telling you, he didn't. And right now, today, I want you to renew your commitment to the source of all sources. He's gonna take you back just the way you are. Oh, you don't understand, Pastor, you know, I got too much sin in my life. Come anyway. You're the best candidate when you have junk in your life. None of us is perfect. All right, come as you are. And if you're watching today, you said, I've never made that decision for the first time to invite Christ into my life, and you can do it right now. I'm gonna pray with you right here, right now. You can invite Jesus Christ into your heart. I didn't know that I could do this. A lot of, a lot of folks watching didn't know that they could do this, that you could, you could receive a personal relationship with Jesus. Absolutely, and I wanna do that right now. And right where you're at, just pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Come into my heart, make me brand new. I give you my little, would you make it much? I give you my life, would you give me purpose? I give you my life, in your name I pray, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.